With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, Curious Minds. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through X-Zone Broadcast Network, located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and mighty cold right now, broadcasting all over the world. One of the most important questions from modern science and all humanity now is the relationship between mind and brain. Does brain really produce consciousness? I'm a psychiatrist. I help people with medications and psychotherapy. So I work with both mind and brain and get a chance to try to answer this question. With coincidences, you need your mind to recognize them and you need your brain to talk about them. Synchronicity spoken here. Remember that coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. In other words, coincidences alert us to possible causal connections not recognized by modern science. Put connecting with coincidence, the phrase connecting with coincidence, in your search engine and find my Psychology Today blog, my website, my social media site. And would you like to know how sensitive to coincidences you are? Take the weird coincidence survey on my website. Today we have a humdinger of an interview, ladies and gentlemen, a humdinger. Our guest today is Roderick Maine. And I've been an admirer of Roderick's work for many years now. He is to my mind, the preeminent theorist of synchronicity within Jungian thinkers. He is a Jungian, and boy, to me, is he a Jungian. He has studied synchronicity very thoroughly from Jung's perspective. How does Jung think about coincidences, synchronicity? How does he put ideas together? How does he sharpen them? And where are some of his problems? Where are some of Jung's problems with understanding synchronicity? Jung was the originator of the term, as most of you know. He, was, he came up with the idea of synchronicity and labeled it. Um, and the way he labeled it probably came from some Chi- some Chinese thinking that he was exposed to, meaning that synchronicity refers to things falling together in time, synchro, together, time, chrono, falling together in time. And to, to read about how Jung lived his life, you could see that synchronicity and coincidences played a strong part in just how he managed his thinking and responses in everyday life. He saw nature and one's surrounding environment as a living matrix of potential synchronistic meaning that could illuminate the human sphere. 
He attended to sudden or unusual movements or appearances of animals, flocks of birds, the wind, storms, the sudden louder lapping of the lake outside the window of his consulting room, and similar phenomena as possessing possible symbolic relevance for the parallel unfolding of internal psychological realities. He was constantly aware of connections between mind and external environment. Roderick Maine has analyzed Jung's writing on coincidences and organized what he found Jung had written uh, in Synchronicity and Jung's critique of modern Western culture in the rupture of time, as well as Jung on Synchronicity and the Paranormal, where he thoroughly explicated Jung's writings on synchronicity. In, in his book, Revelations of Chance, uh, Roderick Maine goes on to try to show how synchronicity and spirituality are related to each other. How does synchronicity tell us more and more about our relationship with things beyond what we see with our five senses, what we can pick up in ordinary reality? What are the, the hints, the revelations of chance, that's, that great title of this book, that tell us something about something more going on, a direct route to spirituality? This approach, this way of thinking, is accompanied by a great scholarly mind. Roderick Maine is a great Jungian scholar focusing on synchronicity, and it's a great pleasure to have him on this program. He works at the University of Essex in, in the in UK, where he is a professor at the Center for Psychoanalytic Studies, and a director and the director of the Center for Myth Studies. He has a master's master's an MA in classics from the University of Oxford and a PhD in religious studies from Lancaster University. He thinks so clearly and so well. In our next segment we will have the opportunity to listen to a man who understands synchronicity from a Jungian perspective better than most people on earth. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network. Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. 
Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence, the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study and discussion of synchronicity. Our our guest today is Roderick Main, a preeminent Jungian scholar, and it's such a pleasure to finally get to talk to you, Roderick, after reading so much of what you've written. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Bernie, and thank you for the invitation. Oh, you're very, very welcome. How did you get interested uh, as a religious scholar, uh, as a Jungian, in being so thorough in your explication of Jung's thought on synchronicity? Well, I I became interested in synchronicity, uh, I suppose, um, before I became a a scholar of the the subject and through, partly through synchronicities. I'd been interested in um, unusual phenomena, uh, psychical research, and so on. Um, following when I'd fin- after I'd finished my degree at uh, the University of Oxford, um, and I was looking for a way of getting further into the subject. And uh, someone suggested that, that I might explore Jung's concept of synchronicity. I was aware of Jung's work. I'd probably I was slightly aware of, of synchronicity, but I hadn't explored it. What were um, some of the What were some of the experiences that set you up for being well, interested in it? Well, the, I suppose there was one pivotal one, really, which was after I'd been, it had been suggested to me that I might be interested in this, I, I took the step of going to a library and getting volume eight of Jung's collected works, which contains the relevant essay and the essay on synchronicity. I went to, uh, the, the, I sort of put it aside and, and, and went out, had some other um, plans for the day. Uh, whilst I was out uh, with a friend who was kind of interested in these areas as well, um, we ended up um, it, going to a restaurant, a uh, fish restaurant, uh, and uh, we're sort of talking about coincidence and, 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 and so on. And just as we were about to cut into our fish, there was a TV program on in the restaurant showing a film, an ancient, an old film uh, starring Robert Mitchum, in which he was he sort of harpooned a fish, and and the, it was a very minor coincidence, but I I sort of registered it and was was mildly amused. Returned to to my flat and and started reading the essay which I got out that morning, and discovered that Jung starts off his work on synchronicity by describing a series of um, incidents, a series of um, uh, putative coincidences involving fish, you know, a whole se- series of them. So this that, that was a sort of a, a coincidence with my earlier coincidence, if you like, and this sort of yes. 
got me gripped in a way. There was some, there had to be something about your mind that was alert to this way of thinking. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'd been interested in uh, in uh, sort of unusual phenomena, I suppose. Um, I'd been, uh, despite my my sort of education, um, in uh, in a sort of quite a sort of a, a rational mode, if you like. Yeah. I'd been interested in in uh, phenomena that were. Uh, suggested there was something else going on that, that yeah. sort of subverted um, expectations <laughs> and yeah. uh, transgressed the usual boundaries. And I, I, you know, I hadn't had a great number of such experiences, but sufficient just to, to yeah. make me deeply interested, I suppose. Good. Yeah. Okay. So after after the fishy incident, incident, then what? Um, well, uh, I sort of became interested and started exploring it informally, and then after a while, I um, I decided I would. See whether I could pursue this more formally, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, applied to do a PhD uh, at a couple of I applied to a couple of places, and eventually I was accepted at uh, at the um, Lancaster University, uh, and I, I there I undertook a PhD in the in the Department of Religious Studies, um, focusing predominantly but not exclusively on Jung's theory. But that was where I sort of acquired my my deeper knowledge of of Jung and my 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 deeper um, sort of understanding of, of synchronicity. And the work that I did for my PhD is, is is mainly the work that found its way eventually into into my book Revelations of Chance. Ah, was that Pleskett story part of your uh, your dissertation, your PhD? Absolutely, yes, yes. This is a a, a phenomenal uh, collection of uh, coincidences. I mean, the total collection that he's got of his own experiences numbers, you know, probably several hundreds. Uh, and he shared a, a substantial amount of this material with me. It came to me via some um, other people that we we knew in common, and uh, he allowed me to use it to analyze it as part of my my uh, my PhD, which, which I did. Yeah, yeah, and so you did. It, it's not an easy thing to read um, that description. Um, I've had to go after it four or five times, <laughs> before, yes, and I've just finished it. I mean, I went through it in in more detail. There's there's something. Uh, it's disconcerting or off-throwing, uh, and it's because it's a different kind of writing um, than uh, most people, including me, are used to. But you were able to see lots of themes in that uh, and be able to make some judgments about the connections between his experiences and spirituality, at least as he tried to be able to do yeah. that. Um, for our audience, um, I think it uh, would be extremely useful if you would define as best you can, and you did define it in Revelations of Chance, what you mean by spirituality, and then maybe how synchronicity gives us a window onto spirituality. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, well, I suppose I was, in, in that work, I was seeking a, a, an understanding of spirituality, which yeah. was quite, uh, quite broad. I uh, didn't want to tie it down to any particular uh, religious orientation, um, so so I attempted to have a, quite a, a broad understanding, and um, uh, and I in the end I, I sort of s- described it as a um, if as a as a, um, a sort of a, a, another a dimension or an aspect of of reality, which which I see, saw was seeing as continuous with the psychic and the physical, um, and into Penetrating the the psychic and the physical, but in some way not reducible to them, uh, and uh, uh, and in, in in some way superordinate to them. So uh, so that that was sort of roughly how I was. And how, uh, and how and how would you relate the term consciousness to that definition of spirituality? Um, well, I I mean. Mm, uh, I mean, consciousness is a term, obviously, that can be used and is used in in, in lots of different ways. Um, and uh, Jung, for example, uses consciousness in distinction from the unconscious, um, uh, whereas very often in in the literature, in the sorts of areas that that, that we're both interested in, consciousness is used in a much broader sense. Yes, in, in, yes. In a, in a sense of like a cosmic consciousness or a, yes. or a sort of a. Uh, a, a sort of a deeper sense of of mind um, that that transcends ordinary human experience and so on. Um, yeah. So uh, so in the latter sense, what what I mean by by spirit, I suppose would 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 correspond fairly closely to that latter understanding of consciousness. 
Yeah. And I, 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 it's a hard question I ask yeah. because it's a hard <laughs> question we're trying to answer just what it is. Yeah. I think the idea of of interpenetrating as well as superordinate are uh, crucial uh, words you're using there to describe something we don't really understand. I, I use... I, I I use the analogy of dark energy and dark matter to yeah. you you see where I'm going with that yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, that there's a hint of something anomalous there is something anomalous going on and we can't explain it in conventional terms so we have to hypothesize something else yeah. and that's some, something else is consciousness uh, or spirituality or spirit both words get stretched a lot I've been I've been as you as you probably saw uh, trying to develop an idea called the psychosphere which yeah. is is kind of the spiritual consciousness just mostly here on earth just mm. because it's more palpable and something that I can get a, get my hands on mm. but let's go away from the uh, the kind of these more general things which uh, which you really touch on back and forth in the revelations of chance. You go for it and then come back to it. It's all these different uh, views and perspectives and pers that you try to get on spirituality through the lens of synchronicity. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a, a wonderful. But let's, let's talk something about, uh, tell us some of the stories. Uh, particularly, I think the praying mantis one is a good one and the therapist at the beginning and maybe another one at the beginning of the book. Okay, okay. Oh, so... Um, I'll, 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 they're all, there's several short stories, yes. so I'll just, I'll just, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell them all. I mean, this, they won't take, take very long. So the first okay. one um, concerns a professor of biology, um, Adolf Portman, who, who was delivering a lecture that he intended to conclude with a story about a praying mantis. And uh, just as he was about to broach this subject in his lecture, a praying mantis flew into the lecture hall through an open window circled around Portman's head and landed near the lectern lamp. And this had the effect that the insect's wings cast on the white wall behind Portman a huge shadow in the, fo in, uh, in the form of the arms of a praying man. So, so that's, that's the, 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 the first um, coincidence. That, that, that's, that, that's such a good one. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's reminiscent of, of the scarab, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but nobody had to open the window on that one. Nobody had to open the window on that one. <laughs> no. um, do, you, do you happen to know what the response was to, of the lecturer and the audience? I, well, the, the anecdote is reported by somebody who was there, the uh, scholar of, of um, Gnosticism, Gilles Quispel. Um, but uh, I, I don't know any more. There are no more details that are given about, about that particular incident. I mean... It, I can tell you a, a, a sort of follow-up from, from my from my own experience to, to that one before I go on and, and, and describe the others, if you like. The, please do. Uh, when, please I, do. when I was, um, I mean, I, this, this as, as you all know, if you have a copy of, of Revelations of Chance, this um, mantis ended up on the cover of the book. Yes, not very I, one, yes. but uh, <laughs> well, that, that was not my decision. That was uh, that was the publishers who decided to to put it there. I think they did a fantastic job, actually. It's a, it's a lovely lovely book cover. So, so, so the, the the mantis became sort of associated, as it were, with that book. Now, I'd never at the time seen one in 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 the life, um, because we don't get them in in the UK, I don't believe. Um, but I was uh, I was visiting Japan shortly after the the book came out, and uh, and was went to a temple with with uh, with my family uh, and, uh, and and my mother-in-law and uh, and. Uh, I was away at one part of the, the sort of um, temple complex and there was then I saw them sort of interested in something. And I went over and uh, they were standing around and they were, there was a praying mantis, um, which they were watching. So I just went and joined them and the praying mantis then started very gingerly stepping towards me. Um, so, I, so I was watching it and then suddenly it scuttled up my trouser leg um, ran up my um, my sort of body and sort of came to rest. Um, sort of over my, I suppose, over my heart, over my lapel, that sort of area. Um, uh, I, I was slightly, <laughs> slightly perturbed because, I've, you know, the, in, in Japanese, the praying mantis is called a kamakiri, which is a scythe cut or, or, or something. You know, it's, it's the, 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 the large hands are not seen as, as praying, but more as sort of weapons for, for, for chopping off heads of other oh. insects and so on. Oh. So it's uh, slightly disconcerting. But, uh, but uh, I, I found that as a first encounter, with the praying mantis. I don't know what their, their general 
behaviours are. But I find it very strange that it should uh, should sort of sort of climb up and uh, sort of scuttle up my my trouser leg and <laughs> on me in that way. Shortly well, after this this uh, this. Uh, this the book came out, and you'd never seen one before. I've never seen and, one before. No. And, and, and to me, you 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 uh, act, you consolated the archetype of the ma- praying mantis. Yes, whatever, <laughs> whatever that's. I mean, there's a lot of interesting symbolism associated with the praying mantis, and not all of it is uh, positive. Is positive, as you would like. So. Well, uh, we we're at the end of this segment. Let's continue with that mean and its impact to you in the next segment. Okay. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. 
True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome, welcome back to CC with BB, the only radio show in the world dedicated to synchronicity and coincidences. Our guest today is Roderick Main, preeminent Jungian scholar about synchronicity, and we were just talking about the, the praying mantis on the covers of his book, The Revelations of Chance, and how that Praying Mantis was part of the first story in that book, and how Roderick had quite an encounter in Japan with his first Praying Mantis. Uh, what did that, what were some of the impacts on you of that Praying Mantis not just introducing itself to you, but uh, landing on your heart? Mm. Yeah, I, I confess, I, I sort of haven't analyzed it in any great depth. Um, uh, I mean, the Mantis, the, the 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 association with praying and the connection with sort of spirituality, obviously, um, is a is, is is a very positive association, and that seems to cut across quite a lot of uh, cultures. I mean, the there's a uh, sort of African uh, tradition. There's a book by Lawrence Van der Post, Van der Post, a, a Mantis Carol, which. Uh, which sort of looks into that, and in in uh, I think in the German tradition, Portman was about to use the word because it of its resonance in in German Gottes and better in the God worshipper and, and and so on. So there's a strong sort of spiritual association with it. But of course, uh, uh, mantises are known uh, as uh, the female mantis anyway is known as a sort of a sexual cannibal. <laughs> so uh, for for sort of uh, beheading and devouring, um, it's. Um, it's mate after after copulation. Um, so there's also a, quite a, a negative um, association there, if, if one wants to look at it that way. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, and then there are other other associations with. Well, uh, with as, you <laughs> as you mentioned, as you mentioned the Japanese version, I until recently thought it was spelled P R E Y I N G, praying mantis. Ah. That it was a predator, and because the first yeah. learning, first uh, first information I had was what about um, chopping off their heads uh, by the female praying mantis. Yeah. Uh, so it, this, it, what else did you have to say there? Well, I mean, perhaps no more about that than than just uh, that, just to, to sort of tease out that that coincidence, um, well, Portman's coincidence, my own coincidence, and uh, and Jung's famous scarab coincidence. Um, one of the things that they seem to point towards is that there is a, a deeper connection between the human mind and the natural world beyond the, the, the human, as it were. There seem to be the possibility of these resonances, these parallel meanings expressing themselves um, within the human mind and its preoccupations and, and outwardly, um, which suggests an interconnectedness to nature that is... is um, in much of our the way we conduct ourselves, I think is 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 uh, submerged, if not if not lost. Um, so I think this is one of the things that, that coincidences in general can do is they can connect the um, experiencer uh, more deeply to, in this case, the natural environment. And many of of Jung's own personal coincidences, not all of them by any means, but many of them did uh, involve the natural environment. You mentioned quite a few in your introduction. Um. Yes, yes. Uh, in the simplest of all ways of saying it, I think what you and I are doing is trying to help people select out 
that subset of coincidences that demonstrates that we are connected to other consciousness, the consciousness around us, the consciousness of, of plants, uh, mm -hmm. consciousness of uh, insects and other animals, and just the movement of the world around us is somehow not so separate from us as, a, a, as rational science has tried to be able to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I can, I can mention, I mean, in addition to that, there's, a, there's also uh, some coincidences seem to involve inanimate um, objects, um, yes. man-made Objects and the the next example in in, in my book is is a, is a case and I'll, I, it's very short. I'll just read it. The, um, this is this concerns the writer Paul Auster, who himself wrote several novels which are very uh, make make great use of coincidence. But he he he's, he, he recounts that in all his years of driving, he'd only ever had four flat tires, and the, these had occurred in three different countries. He says uh, spread out over a period of about eight or nine years. And yet on each occasion, uh, when he had a flat tire, the same person happened to be in the car with him. This was an acquaintance that he saw very rarely and only ever briefly. And in, in his relationship with whom, he says, there was always an edge of unease and conflict. You know, so I think, you know, here you've got um, something mechanical or, or, or immaterial, uh, um, inanimate, um, the, the, the car tires sort of puncturing on four occasions, four separate occasions, um, it is quite r remarkable that it should be the only four times and always just when that person was in the car in all these different uh, contexts. You know, so... Um, how well, do you... I, 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 think of, I think of the Pally effect when you tell me yeah, that story. Well, that, that's right. I mean, the, I mean, this, I mean many of the um, coincidences that seem to have um, characteristics that, uh, that are... Uh, that has led, led people to to use uh, the terminologies of of psi or parapsychology. In this case, psychokinesis. You know, there's a, an effect of mind on matter. You'd think yes, it's the yes. emotional tension that is, in some way, some strange way or other, causing the busting of the tires. Yes. Um, um, uh, Jung himself didn't particularly see it that way. I mean, he was more interested in the coincidence. He wasn't looking for a hidden causal mechanism. He didn't think that was a fruitful way forward. He was more interested in the the, the sheer paralleling of, of these things, of the co-emergence of the, the psychic state and the physical events, and what that might tell us about some, um, might reveal about some sort of meaning, which uh, maybe is organized on a deeper archetypal or, or, or level in his in his terminology um but uh, in the, in this case i think i mean one doesn't have to look far to see, to 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 see that this this idea of flat tires four flat tires suggests some sort of um uh deflation or um or, or need for of deflation perhaps in in on on the part of one or other of the uh, members <laughs> in in this episode the, the participants in this episode um you know, uh, and the, you know, and it does reflect the conflict that they're not going anywhere together. You know, the the the, the, the car becomes presumably immobilized by these these flat tires, at least for a period. So oh, that's, so, that's so nicely said, Roderick. Um, it's such a pleasure listening to your thinking uh, as I as I hear you talk, not just the way you write, because uh, I could almost see the 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 emphasis on meaning as more as as taking over my emphasis on psychokinetic explanation. Mm. It's just, it's the way you're thinking. I, I mean, I'm not going to stay there probably, yeah. um, but, but why can't, why isn't there both of them there? Uh, why can't we think psychokinesis as well as meaning here? Yeah. I mean, well, perhaps, perhaps we can, but uh, uh, I mean, the, I mean, it, it, in Jung's uh, uh, understanding, I mean, he he's he's very explicit though that uh, that uh, he he thinks that it's difficult to. I mean, in his in his uh, when he wrote his essay on this, he's he's very explicit that he he that causal relationships um, can't be found. I think he's talking about efficient causal relationships uh, rather than you know any any other possible kind. Um, so. In the absence of, of that, you know, he, and he refers to 
parapsychological experiments to try and substantiate that, the Ryan experiments, where things seemed to be correlated with, you know, events, effects seem to have to be, as it were, predicted even before they'd have been, they'd, they'd, uh, it, it had been possible to, you know, before they'd happened. So there was the sort of precognitive uh, kinds of coincidences. So he's, he's thought there was not poss not the possibility of the transmission of of energy in those in those cases, which would account for for this. Now we may need to rethink that in in some ways in in the light of more modern science, because um, uh, he had a quite a restricted understanding, perhaps, of both causality and of and of energy of of his time. Uh, so I, I would be open to my, myself to, to to other alternative. Ways of thinking about this, but uh, but he was quite adamant that that uh, that what all these different kinds of events have in common is the coincidence between the the, the psychic component and and the and the physical component. One, of the, so, one of the intriguing things I see about your thinking, um, especially in Revelations of Chance, it struck me that um, you are at the same time that you're trying to explicate Jung, just as you just we're talking about you also have very gentle criticisms of jung and also very gentle extensions of jung's thinking um it's a it's 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 the way you write and it's the respect you have uh coming through for the way jung uh put all these put these ideas down but why why can't um why can't we be thinking um, in the same way we talked about dark energy and dark matter, that that those four tires going out is a low probability event four different times, uh, doesn't that suggest some other causal mechanism that we don't have an answer for yet? Mm. Well, it certainly suggests that. Um, uh, I, I suppose, you know, and, and obviously uh, coincidences have in historically have have been um have been prompts to seek and and sometimes to find important new causal mechanisms uh so so it's certainly worth thinking in that way and maybe that that will be be a help um, but, you, but you're not particularly interested in uh, psi and other causal mechanisms you much more focused on meaning yeah i mean I, I, well i think that's one of the the um the things that's particularly interesting about Jung's approach to these phenomena, I, I, I think he, I mean, he was he, he was interested in uh, in parapsychology, very interested, and he corresponded with Ryan. Um, uh, but he, but whereas um, much of the parapsychological work on phenomena like coincidence and other unusual phenomena uh, tends to be concerned with two main things: one. Um, uh, trying to prove that they actually exist, um, prove that these phenomena exist, and two, try to um, provide an explanation of them um, in, in, in causal terms. Jung's, yeah. sort of, Jung's approach, I think, quite helpfully, um, without sort of delegitimizing those ways, I mean, he's, he is concerned and interested in those, those things, but it sort of shifts the focus up, um, a little bit, or rather quite a lot, and, and places it on the, on the question which tends to get neglected in a lot of the um, psychical research and parapsychological literature, which is what do these experiences, these events mean or what might they mean? Um, so, and that's, you know, if one thinks of uh, the fact that Jung was a psychotherapist, first and foremost, uh, you know, this is obviously partly why he's interested in that. He wants to know how this helps at a human level. Um, so, so I guess and, that was, was and, part of and what so, was behind it. And, and so do I. Uh, yeah. So do yeah. I. And I'm a therapist. I try to understand how it helps people, how these things help people. And going mm -hmm. to causal mechanisms uh, with some of my patients who apparently have uh, telepathic capacities, one, one of them in particular has been showing it, I try to be able to label it as that, and we don't know an answer for it, and the meaning is what's important. So we're coming to the end of this next segment, and uh, we'll go on to a couple more stories and other broader questions. Okay, great.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence, where we talk about synchronicity, serendipity, and meaningful coincidences. Our guest today is Roderick Main, scholar, eminent scholar in the universe, in UK in the UK, talking about synchronicity from Jung's perspective, and I like to keep hearing some of his own perspective a little separate from uh, the great Carl Jung. 
So a couple of more s stories, and then we can get into some of the other broader questions, uh, Roderick. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll uh, next story um, concerns somebody who also wrote a book on on synchronicity a long time ago on coincidences. Uh, this is a guy called Bob Bloomfield, actually, very little known book. Um, anyway, he was he he once dreamed that he was visiting Australia with his wife and some family and friends. He was being driven in a car around a large town and came eventually to a square where he says there was a church with three large bells hung at ground level in the open. Now, some months later, he and his wife actually did visit Australia and on a car excursion from Melbourne with a couple of relatives, they ended up in the town of Wangaratta in North Victoria. And there they came across a church on the floor of which just inside the door, not actually outside, but just inside the door, there were three large bells uh, with a further five lying elsewhere in the church waiting for a new uh, bell tower to be built. Um, so in, in, in that coincidence, um, we were talking about, the, the, in the previous one we, we discussed with the writer Paul Auster with the flat tyres, there was a sort of psychokinetic effect. Here, there's a sort of precognitive effect. He has a dream, and then three months later, what he dreamed about seems to happen in reality. So this seems to have the structure of a of a, a precognition. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. The the next one I'll I'll, I'll mention um, yes. has the structure of uh, of a, a sort of uh, I suppose a a telepathic um, uh, uh, experience. Um, it concerns. Um, a psychotherapist, uh, actually Marie Louise von Franz, one of Jung's uh, uh, colleagues and and followers. Oh, that um, was that was that story came from. Yeah, okay, that's where that's, that comes from. And uh, and she was on vacation once um, when she says she suddenly had a a strong visual impression of one of her patients, a patient whom she yeah. knew to be suicidal. Unable to account for the impression as having arisen by any normal chain of mental associations. She immediately sent a telegram telling the patient not to do anything foolish. Two days later, she learned that just before her telegram arrived, the patient had gone into the kitchen and turned on the gas valve with the intention of killing herself. Startled by the postman ringing the doorbell, um, the patient turned the valve off again. And even more struck by the content of the telegram that the postman delivered, um, she didn't resume her attempt. So it's as though in this case that the the intention, the suicidal intentions of the um, of the patient somehow transmitted themselves to the uh, to to the therapist. Um, uh, and she, unable to account for this sort of image that arose by any normal means, she she sort of being very experienced in these things, obviously, I mean, she, she was one of uh, the people following Jung, who most wrote about uh, synchronicity, actually. Um, uh, she, she then took the action of writing this telegram, which if it hadn't been, you know, I mean, it, she'd probably phrased it in a way which was, uh, um, sense, you know, just not, don't do anything foolish, not necessarily um, being too explicit. But, uh, but it, it uh, you know, the, the clue, clue seems to have the structure of a, of a sort of telepathic experience, even though, again, there's, you know, the, the, it's also just got the basic structure of the, the, um, of the you know, the coincidence between the inner psychic impression and the outer event which it, to which it paralleled. Yeah, you did use the word transmission in there, and it's kind of hard to avoid it. Yeah, because uh, it seems it seems so so much like a telephone or email yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, and there's just it, it's hard to get away from it. Uh, yeah. We don't know how to explain it, and that's where I'm trying to go with psychosphere to some extent to be able to explain those things yeah, yeah. and the, and the meaning of this um is pretty uh, apparent uh, it saved the person's life yeah um and other meaning is the the connection between the two of them yeah um and another meaning is uh marie uh, france's ability to pick up stuff like this yeah, um, yeah. What other? I, mean, I think the 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 um, the the meaning of of the sort of interconnection between them, the connection between the two of them. I think it's may. I mean, that's I think is really important here, probably because it. I mean, obviously, we're not given very much detail about the the patient, but uh, 
but uh, very often it, th these sorts of suicidal situations are when people don't feel there is anyone with whom they, you know, they are in real communication, and and possibly this the the, the very extraordinary nature of this communication may have communicated to the the patient that she is in she uh, that she is in a, a sort of deep communication with with her, her analyst even when not present and that maybe that that was was a was a, a, a message that 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 helped her um i mean this is all speculative obviously but uh, well, i i can confirm that with a, another case uh um in uh, another book in about coincidences that uh, the therapist the impact on the patient who was suicidal and the therapist made some kind of contact with him was that the patient could feel just what it was able to say i i feel like there's somebody there with me yeah. uh, so it would be make sense and yes that's 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 what would happen. I call this simulpathy, uh, this feeling mm -hmm. the pain of another at a distance, which really is a redefining, a, a new name for the old de definition of telepathy, which meant mm -hmm. uh, at a distance uh, transmitting feeling telepathy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I still go for uh, explanations. Uh, I mean, being a physician, uh, yeah. we look for, I look for causes. It's just kind of inbred in education and experience to want to go for for causes uh and and because i make a cause and make a diagnosis and you sometimes save patients uh, yeah. so there is that tendency but let's yeah. go to some of the broader questions what, what do you think um the wider social and cultural significance of synchronicity is yeah well uh, i mean the in jung's uh, various writings about it he, he himself seems to have been motivated to get interested in this by um uh, not only his own experiences personally and with his clients, but also with with his his sort of uh, um, his his concern for what he saw as as the uh, one sided rationalism of of the culture of his his day and its preoccupate its its reductionistic thinking its uh, its its materialism um, and and its uh, you know the uh, separation of the, the 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 sort of religious from the from the scientific of of, of mind from matter and so on the sort of deep splits and divisions that were that were um, were part of the the sort of culture of his day all of these these things which make up what uh, Max Weber referred to as as the the sort of disenchantment the sort of disenchanted perspective yeah. um, that was prevalent. And uh, Jung, I think, um, in common with many people of his time, I'm sorry. Let, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt the, uh, on this one. It's so important what you're saying about what Max Weber said uh, that we used to live in an enchanted environment yeah. where there was spirit. Everything had a spirit and, and a consciousness and something to relate to, and we've lost that. Yeah, yeah. And and Jung, in a sense, part of his his project, if you like, was to uh, see whether there were ways in which one could recover that. Yes, and, uh, and he, uh, you know, and he, he, with his psychology as a, as a in, in general, um, he he found various ways before he introduced the concept of synchronicity into it. He there were various ways in which you could you could render um, the world meaningful by um, seeing, uh, look, looking at, for example, what had been seen as as, as gods and spirits and and uh, meaningful. Entities externally in, in the in the past by seeing them as psychological phenomena, um, but when he in, in doing that, he's, the, there was a, there was a limit to the reenchantment that that could effect, because it was uh, it was uh, intrapsychic only. It was yeah. all just all happening in the mind, as it were. Yes, the yes, implication yeah. being that the, the that the outer world was still. Um, in itself, if one looked at it, you know, if one if one was was brutally honest, was was sort of meaningless. Um, was just a sort of a, 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 a sort of mechanical, inert, um, and and huge, meaningless uh, space and, and and place onto which we humans projected little bits of meaning in order to sort of keep ourselves warm. Um, <laughs> with with the, the 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 view of synchronicity, I think Jung uh, felt that he was able to break out of that way of looking at things and to see that the meaning which could which we could uh, experience intrapsychically in, in, in internally through um, 
recognizing the, the forces of our psyches as the equivalence of what had previously been seen as as uh, as you know sort of spirits and gods and so on you know he 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 found ways in which those inner forces the archetypal um patterns of that that he could discern in the collective unconscious were also structuring events in the outer world and and doing that i think he he introduced this very radical and uh, challenging notion that there there might be a a, a meaning or a level of meaning um uh, or something that is in relation to which you know it bestows meaning um, which is independent or or uh, transcendent of uh, of uh, uh, you know our our psyches oh, we're, we're coming we're coming to the end of this segment right. and you are encouraging me so beautifully to think about uh, the uh, the animation uh, the the reenchantment of our environment in the ways that you so beautifully describe keep up the wonderful work it's such a pleasure to know you and to be able to talk with you today thank you